Hello, hello there. This is Stan Janowski, also known as Victor Crumb, and you are listening to Paging Mr. Potter. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. Way oh, way oh, way oh, way oh. Way oh, way oh, way oh, I like the way you work that. No jiggery, I gotta bag it up. I like the Hell way yeah. you work it. No jiggery, I gotta bag it up. Bag it up, bag mm-hmm. it up. Baby. I got a bag, bag shot, bag, Bethilda bag shot. That's someone. <laughs> I like that, Um, you know, for most of the songs we do, it's either like Snape or Ron. But the I, I reckon the th- the third most used character is Diggory. I feel like Diggory gets thrown in there quite often. With the, uh, you reckon with the Harry Potter pun? Well, I mean, I don't have a single example. I can't think uh, of a single one that I've done. <laughs> no, there was. There's been more. Somebody write in, please. Prove me right. There's been more. Oh my god, we're being so lazy already. But <laughs> I think Andrew, you can be excused this week. Andrew is back in London, unfortunately. If you're wondering why we've done one podcast in the last month or two or whatever, of course, Andrew was in town, as was Reardon a couple of weeks ago. Um, Mm. Andrew, I understand you pretty much haven't slept the past 50 hours or so. That's usually not an excuse, right, to not podcast that all three of us were in the same place. That's usually not a good reason (laughs) not to do a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, we were all in the same city uh, within about 15 (laughs) minutes of each other. So, unfortunately, we're all in the same time zone. It's just overly convenient. It's called quality time written. I'm not willing to waste actual quality time. (laughs) Yeah, true. Doing the Paging Mr. Potter podcast. I'm terribly sorry. This is like a last resort. Like, if it's either this or I just go to work this week and don't talk to to anyone i'm taking this in any other situation <laughs> my if, god i can't if think I of get anything worse than read harry potter any other offer on a monday no matter how mediocre or underwhelming i'm taking that offer instead <laughs> of the podcast but a, a, a yeah, lot of the time just not nothing to. nothing props up unfortunately so uh here we are and we're full of beans um full of andrew's beans. just uh done a intercontinental trip Nathan's yep. been uh, drinking for two days straight, it seems. Um, yeah, and, and just the worst one of the three at this to begin with. Like, just not <laughs> yeah. very good. Podcast. Oh, come on now. I, uh, and Ridden, what's this your week? excuse? Well, I'm what's actually, your excuse, buddy? <laughs> I've been sleeping on the floor, so I've been sleeping very poorly. Um, cause I've <laughs> Any reason for that? Any particular oh, reason Just felt that? like uh, a change. I ordered a new, I ordered a new bed and then um, sold my old one. Uh, but I sold my old one prematurely thinking that the bed <laughs> would come at a certain time. Didn't really account <laughs> for shipping. I kind of got my dispatch and delivery dates mixed up. Uh, and so what that Doesn't meant is I've been... like you. 
sleeping on the floor. And and I think just, oh, not 30 minutes ago, I might have, out of sheer tiredness and exhaustion, uh, I might have completely fucked our kettle because I went to make a cup of tea and uh, put the kettle on the stove and then turned it on uh, instead of putting it on the electric kettle holder. <laughs> Sorry, you just put a kettle on the stove. Yeah, I was boiling boiling water and making tea. I was like, um, I had got some like frozen Chinese sticky rice. I've just finished, as you can see here. Um, yeah. And so I was boiling some water for them. So one of the um, one of the simplest activities that you can you know undertake <laughs> in the kitchen: boiling water. <laughs> yeah, and just I don't know. I just uh, you know turn the stove on and kind of pop the kettle on which is i had a little look check the uh the user guide they say don't do that just that's why we have the little <laughs> port there for you is it a what kind of what kind of stovetop you're working with there oh gas i would not be seen okay. dead with an right electric. so just the just an open flame on your oh um, yeah 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 <laughs> very kettle. perfect okay impressive that your kettle came with a user manual some high-tech <laughs> shit <laughs> But it does remind me, Ridden, um, of a very dumb conversation that Andrew and a couple of other friends were having at the pub the other day. Yes. You're doing without a bed, without a kettle, without very essential appliances. And we were trying to get to the bottom of what is just the best invention. Yeah, best invention. So oh, okay. We came up with some good stuff, but I bit like I think you might have some I feel like you might have some left. I think field we might have ideas. settled on the chair after a lot of deliberation. Chair. Chair made it in ahead of the bed, actually. What about the actually, Indian, as the Indian people seem to do pretty well without chairs? And there's heaps of them, so... Is that your invention, the Indian people? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's Let's a field answer. Subcontinental ingenuity is his invention. <laughs> I'm just saying they don't really need chairs. They, they seem to eat on the floor, from my understanding. Um, well, I do. I need a chair. Chairs and are the great. same with the Japanese. The Japanese often eat on tiny little mats. I don't actually know enough about either of those cultures to confirm or deny that. It sounds wrong. It definitely sounds... It smacks of wrong, but I don't know. Because it feels like a chair... Like anything can be a chair, really. Anything off the ground can be a chair. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's one option. I mean, I, I think my, my um, number one was the Big Mac the Big Mac. Okay. <laughs> That's right. It was the most perfect invention. I yeah, think I think Andrew it's the most perfect thing. <laughs> How so? Talk us through The most that. perfect object. Talk you through it. Um, it's delicious, man. It's perfect. They've got all the... Um, they've got all of the ratios right. I don't like... You know McDonald's or some of these burger places? They come out and they say, Oh, you liked the, um, the Whopper? Well, now we're going to put three more beef patties in. And I'm like, but you had the ratios all right. If you want to put three more beef patties in, you need to put like six more buns in. You need <laughs> yeah, to put all like yeah, yeah, triple yeah. your sauce. You can't just willy-nilly throw an extra piece of meat in there and expect... It's not the same thing. You're talking about a completely different burger there. The Big Mac is just... Everything's right. That middle that middle bread bit, genius. <laughs> Absolutely genius, which they toast, which I appreciate. Um, the sauce is uh, undeniably one of the greatest sauces ever invented. Little fun fact, actually. My um my father in law taught me this trick. He's he's and he's a um he's a cook. He works in uh like film catering and things like that. He showed me that if you get a Heinz barbecue sauce, a Heinz tomato sauce, and a Heinz um American mustard, and you mix all three of those in equal quantities, the flavor is pretty much exactly a Big Mac sauce. Everyone at home, wow. try it out. 
It doesn't sound right, but and it doesn't look like it. It's like comes out kind of brown, but it it's a very good um, makeshift Big Mac sauce. Well, Dumble do for the week. Try that because one time, you know, not too long ago, we asked our listeners to celebrate. Fuck, I can't remember what we called it. St. <laughs> Poppings oh, Day. Oh, you mean uh, St. Nicholas de Nimsey uh, Porpington Day? Yeah. Eve. Eve. Yes. Eve. Yeah. Um, we, what do we so ask them to do? To, to make a sticky date pudding with their hands, one of their hands tied behind their back. Which they did, Ridden, which they which did. They did. Yeah. They thoroughly did. enjoyed it, which was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> um, and, and now, I mean, this is a pretty simple request, you know, three different sources. You probably already got them in your fridge. It's pretty simple. Andrew, um, the McDonald's stock price is tanking with that huge revelation <laughs> that... <laughs> the Big Mac sauce is nothing more than a simple mixture of German condiments. It's not um, quite as good, but it's um, yeah, it, it's it's it'll get you by. You know what I? But what about the huge endorsement I just gave McDonald's? I'm sure that their um, stock price is actually flying after saying that it's one of the greatest inventions of all- perfect invention. Yeah, Andrew Quo believes it's, it's one of the greatest inventions of all time. <laughs> you just want a free Big Mac. It's becoming very clear. <laughs> yeah, you know. An invention I I think's got to be up there, but I do have a little bit of a qualm with um, is mm. the wheel, right? Obviously, the wheel huge. Oh my god, we discussed this. We, just we discussed this, this well. but you go, you go. The wheel obviously very useful, super useful to the point where it's almost you know it's, it's so obvious, and that's the kind of mm. thing you know they talk about you know man inventing the wheel like. Yeah, come on! Like I would have in, I would have invented that <laughs> day on. one of being a man, day one of, of being a human. Wheel, easy. It's like sliced bread. It's like, dude, how else are you gonna eat it? Exactly. Like, <laughs> if you've got so bread, true. you've got sliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. You simply have to just watch one thing go down a hill, and you're like, ah, smooth edges. That'll make it easy, and then done. I've got, I've got a wheel. Well, we actually, in our discussion, we, we were trying to work out whether we would rather have um, wheels in our... Because not only were we kind of trying to come up with the best inventions, we were kind of um, imagining a world where only these inventions existed. So the stakes were a little higher than just, you know, coming <laughs> yeah, okay, up with the top okay. list. So we were trying to work out whether the wheel or the ball, like the sphere, is better. And we all decided that the... The sphere is much better because firstly, you've what? got balls, so you can play sport with them. That's fun. But also, you stick a <laughs> little, stick a little like NRL, then you stick a little spindle or like a little thing through a sphere and you've pretty much got An a axis. wheel. You could, yeah, a little axis. You could use that as a, a wheel. As a, as very, a wheel. very hard to navigate a sphere though. If you're steering a sphere, very tough. Well, well I'm sure we could. But that's how like, um, you know, like ch- some chair legs, uh, like um, wheelie chairs have... Little balls for That's wheels. true That's true It's really It's fast becoming um, Quite evident to me That this was An entertaining conversation After about 10 yeah, years Yeah we were very drunk <laughs> When I hadn't seen you For a long time yeah. We were talking Absolute nonsense I don't know How listenable This conversation is To be honest Like Reardon claiming in, I like, think it's thought provoking One of the hallmarks Of civilization. <laughs> And then us talking about how you know, every uh, sphere is comprised of many wheels. You just need an axis or something like what? Well, well then in the we- fuck. Are we and just proclaiming now? that all of the subcontinent live in in a chairless society. I'm not sure that's right, but we've, 
I think there's a billion people in India. Yeah. You're I saying there's not a couple one of, chairs. of them has chairs. I'd say they don't need it. They've they've out they've out they've out evolved chairs. Um, good for them. Yeah, good chat. Well, well maybe next you. maybe if we're next time we're out of um out of um, content for the pod, we can go through one of the other conversations we had the other night, which was um, just ranking all the different foods, working out which of the foods are the best. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to maybe maybe next week. <laughs> hey, speaking of inventions though, don't we have a couple of messages uh, from, and let's definitely keep these people anonymous because we don't want them to lose their jobs, but they work mm-hmm. in the, let's say the invention space. Um, that's true. They actually do. And they have sent us some uh, oh, inventions, man. some new inventions um, that we were not, you know, aware of. Yes. So, um, as you said, Reiden, we do have a couple of uh, potophiles that, uh, you know, I don't want to be too specific, but they work in the invention space. They're, they work with inventors and they come across inventions from time to time. And sometimes they send them our way. And um, a lot of them are sexual. A lot of them are very sexual. <laughs> I didn't realise. Um, I thought we'd, um, you know, figured out all the sexual inventions, but apparently we've barely scratched the surface. Well, it's funny because you were just talking about how, um, you know, Indian people haven't worked out chairs, but they famously invented <laughs> many, many sexual <laughs> positions. <laughs> what did yeah. you say? Yeah, but none of them involve chairs. I've read the Kama Sutra, and none of them are chair-based. <laughs> <laughs> I, I again cannot neither confirm nor deny that. But um, one thing so that you're w- saying, if I patent a sex chair for the Indian market, that's a <laughs> huge. That's a double whammy. Resource. It's like a trillion dollar industry. You need I'll a full explainer though. They won't understand the term sex chair. So you'll it's like to- some kind of Django setup, just a bottomless <laughs> chair, but with pleasure instead of intense cruelty and pain. Of course. Um, so this one, one of my favorites that has been sent in was, and actually this is relevant to Harry Potter because, um, the inventor of this, and I shit you not. So this is, this is the, um, the actual patent. They sent across to us the patent from, um, uh, which is public, right? For what's described as a hydrotherapeutic stimulator. Um, Ooh, okay. and the person that filed this patent, this was back in 1998, was none other than Penn Gillette. Do you guys know who Penn Gillette is? No. Is that is that uh, of Gillette Shavers fame? Ooh, no. More of Penn and Teller fame. He's the oh. massive magician <laughs> man. <laughs> slash inventor. Yeah, slash yeah, yeah. Sex toy uh, entrepreneur. <clears throat> horny man. Horny, horny what man. What can't so, he do? Let me just, uh, do you want me to just read you the abstract? I mean, I wish I Please could share. Please do. You've piqued my interest, that's I, for sure. I wish I could share the image, but this is, um, of course, a podcast. But I'll read the abstract, right? A spa of a type, including a tub for holding water and a user, in particular, a female user. The spa has a seat for supporting the female user in a seated position. A circulation pump having an inlet connected to the tub for drawing water from the tub and an outlet connected to the tub for discharging the drawn water back to the tub. A discharge nozzle is located within the tub and connected to the outlet, mounted to the seat, so that the discharged water from the circulation pump automatically aligns with and is directed to stimulation points, in brackets, example, the clitoris, of the female user (laughs) when the female user sits in the seat. So So that is the... um, that, is that, it that's like a kind of thing. water pistol situation, like an automated water pistol in a bathtub that sort of blasts the clit with uh, water? 
like a yeah, sort of like horny blast like toys. an immersive kind of almost bidet setup where <laughs> I mean it's literally just a spa it's just that the the like spa but you put your pussy is, on the nozzle yeah, you put your yeah, pussy right. on, the, <laughs> okay. on the nozzle that's it <laughs> I have to say um, that's all it is yeah, I think the skill with you know the patent applications and that kind of thing is to very precisely and technically set out the invention I mm. will say I didn't find that language particularly um, titillating <laughs> no. very hard to I mean, I know that's not their marketing materials necessarily. Was no. this a successful invention? I wonder. I mean, I, haven't I can heard actually about it. see the. Um, I can actually see the. Um, no, no, it's expired. It expired in 2018, so it must last for 20 years. Yeah, so that means if you are intrigued by that idea, if you think you can make some money off it, you're free to steal Penn's idea. I mean, Do it. <laughs> I think they should do a similar setup for their magic tricks. Like you get a twenty-year <laughs> kind of monopoly on it, and then you have to disclose it to <laughs> yeah. you know, all the wannabe pens and tellers out there. I like that. I mean, wouldn't that technically work? Because I guess the the you know, in theory, you're not meant to just steal other magicians' tricks. But if they'd actually patented the trick, then you you literally couldn't steal it, right? Is that how it would work? Yeah. Even if I discovered it on my own accord. Oh, but if you patented it, then you have to explain it, right? Because the, they're public yeah. and they've got oh, something right. Okay. Oh, that's the magician's and so then curse. no one would, I guess, go and see it. So it's not, you know, maybe that's not a so great idea. I really. guess this, yeah, now that, we've, now that we've explored that a little. But I mean, so I guess that for Penn, that must have been quite a difficult decision to publish this because this was obviously one of his tricks that he used to use. Um, but he's now made that public knowledge. <laughs> that's how he got all the ladies. When you make an invention, right, like you make prototypes and you develop it, uh, how do you a- approach a, a woman uh, to say, hey, I've built this sort of um, uh, fuck It's a spa. It's a, it's a fun little spa. <laughs> um, and if I, what I'm going to need you to do is take off all your clothes, get in the spa. I'll, of course, have to observe for scientific reasons. Um, and I need you to um, just line up <laughs> your clitoris uh, with this, this this here nozzle. And you see this just... arrow pointing to the nozzle um, yeah. with the word yeah. pussy written above it. Now, the nozzle may appear dick-shaped and um, that's... Uh, it may appear very lifelike, but trust me. It's, it's a nozzle. a sex spa. Oh, my God. That's wow. awesome. That is awesome. Well, let, maybe let's hold the other ones. To, maybe we can be... This will... You know, we can eke this out over a few weeks. Um, oh, can we think of a Harry Potter pun name? Patent something? Potter? Patent? Um, uh, Potter, Potter? Harry Patton. Uh, <laughs> 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 Harry Patton. Oh, God. Andrew, let's let's patent that name. Does anyone steal our brand new segment, Harry Patton? Jeez. <laughs> Harry Patton. <laughs> it's up there with Hagrid Lection and Argus Films. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the worst named things ever Harry Patton uh, Oh good grief Well I guess um, I'm guessing we don't We still don't want to get straight into the page I'd No have, I've got I'd a few orders of business That I'd like oh, us to excellent. get to Please, Guys nice. the World Cup has just started uh, Well mm. one World Cup's just finished The Rugby League World Cup Obviously uh, Australia um, Winning that Over one. the weekend but when one yeah. World Cup ends, another World Cup begins, as they say. Uh, it doesn't always apply, but in this specific <laughs> take, it does. Um, did you see this speech from 
uh, FIFA president, and I'm not making up this name, Yanni Infantino. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Didn't they used to have a guy called... And Tokyo Sex Whale. This. Didn't they used to have a guy called Sep, Sep Blatter? Sep Blatter, yeah. Sep, Sep Blatter. Blatter. They had... Um, I vaguely remember in our old podcast, Reardon, you, you like came up with a game about like these ridiculous names of like the FIFA board and executives yeah, and they yeah. were some of the most unbelievable yeah Dude, Sep I've got them did here. you say Tokyo sex whale I said, I said, I said the words <laughs> Tokyo, Tokyo sex, sex whale about four yeah, times I was wondering what you and were I, talking I got, about I got no response and normally if you say the words Tokyo sex whale people at least raise an eyebrow um, but no, yes no. I'm wondering what you're up to with all that if in, the, <laughs> in the 2015 uh, FIFA president race the candidates were Tokyo sex whale what <laughs> are you talking about what do you prince, mean prince ali <laughs> fabulous he <laughs> jerome champagne come on <laughs> shake salmon <laughs> dude yanni infantino who obviously went on to win mm. oh good on him. for having the and most boring name and still a crazy name <laughs> and david naked <laughs> David Naked That might be my favourite Of the lot And what are the chances That they're all They've all got such funny names And they're all unspeakably evil I know, I know <laughs> Especially yeah. Who would have thought A man with a name like Yanni Infantino Would be evil Even though he sounds It makes sense Like it translates a to uh, James Infanticide <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought He'd be evil <laughs> it's, Impossible um, It's um I guess it's kind of one of those like typical trajectories where you get a weird name, you get bullied relentlessly, and then you decide to just, um, you know, um, unleash your evil upon the world in sort of uh, (laughs) righteous retribution. That's the only explanation I can come up with. Well, Yanni Infantino on the eve of the World Cup um, is obviously... Um, knocking back a lot of criticism about the World Cup being held in Qatar. You know, over 6,000 people died building the stadiums and they had, you know, literal <laughs> slaves um, to, to make it happen. Um, so, he's, he's had to face some questions and mm. he's done a half an hour rambling speech um, to try to put those fears to rest. And this is... Oh, good. <laughs> this is what he said. It starts off, you know, in a in a reasonable place. He said, I think for what we Europeans have been doing for the last 3,000 years, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. He I then con- kind of agree with that. That's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's, that's no, normal start. Normal start. Yeah. He then continues. Today, I feel Qatari. Today, I feel <laughs> Arabic. Today, I feel African. Today, I feel gay. Um. Today I feel disabled Today I feel like a vagrant Today I feel like a migrant worker He continues um, God, Of this is, course Did you say did, Who did you say this was? was this, this wasn't MLK right This isn't the Martin Luther King speech This is He continues Of course I am not Qatari I am not Arab I am not African I am not gay. 
I am not disabled. <laughs> I swear, I'm not gay. I promise you. <laughs> but I am Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a bit of um, a bit of uh, Macklemore, uh, same love vibes uh, about it. But I feel like because I know what it means to be discriminated, to be bullied as a foreigner. As a child, I was bullied because I had red hair and freckles. So you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can I, imagine I'm imagining And you know I kind of think He he does make a point Because I think The most discriminated people Maybe Not most But certainly up there At least in our schooling Were redhead people And they had no recourse Because you could You could be so slack To the fucking rangers And we were At our school oh, yeah. But yet they yeah, can't yeah. go to the teacher and be like, oh, they're discriminating against me, against your redhead. You can say whatever you want to a redhead person and there's nothing they can say back. You can say, I want you all wiped off the face of the earth. I think you should be bred out. And they, they, they just have to cake it on the chin and cop it. So what point are you making here? <laughs> yeah, was, say. <laughs> was that just an reason? Was that just an excuse to throw out some of your favorite insults to redheaded people? I guess the point... I don't know what you're saying. Is is that written? Is that supposed to comfort the families of the (laughs) thousands of migrant workers in some unknowable, tangential way? I'm just saying today I feel Qatari. I feel gay. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been funny if he was like, um, if he really lent into it and he was like, Today, it like starts using like um, non-gendered pronouns. So, like today, Zim feels uh, <laughs> African. <laughs> today, <laughs> oh, he'll yeah. learn. He'll learn. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. No, he, he You'll learn. Anyway, he I've got a tiny uh, little addendum to your World Cup. Oh, we news love addendums. Written. Because I've had a look at the Socceroos draw and the Socceroos team and Mm. um, yeah, if it wasn't a a big enough kind of dampener on proceedings with all those people dying before the World Cup even began, Mm. wouldn't you know Australia's luck doesn't turn around much. Um, They're in the the group of death again with France, the reigning world champs and Denmark. Um, I mean, so Nathan, Nathan, just for those Mm -hmm. of us, including myself, who are not um, really very interested in football... Sure. Aren't Australia are kind of always in the group of death because they're really bad? So like they're like every team's better than them. Like I what mean, chance yes, did they that have? That's a good way of looking at have it. They ever made it out of the pool? <laughs> I think the, once. Yeah. yeah good we, question. Uh, Maybe once. 2010. Anyway, what the fuck was this point? Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I um, did give a quick peruse of the um, Socceroos team, and it is like. Because you look at the French team and it's like the biggest names in the sport. Mm. You know, so-and-so from like Manchester United, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid. And yeah. then it's like the Socceroos, Tim Cook from the Central Coast Mariners. <laughs> or something. CEO like, of Apple. Oh boy, this is not going to end well for the uh, mighty Socceroos. But anyway, um, luckily there might be some... Magical intervention Oh, thank God Working in our favour Against the reigning world champs, France Actually, Nathan, Nathan Just quickly Isn't there mm-hmm. Isn't there a, a player Called Quo? Isn't there somebody Literally with my name And he's really good? More or less I think it's Quola With an L on the end But Close yeah. enough We'll take it Close enough I like Very him. distant relative, perhaps hmm. But anyway So France's probably best player Uh 
His name is Kylian Mbappe. Mm. He's worth like probably $250 million on the transfer market. That's heaps. But one of his fellow um, French teammates, Paul Pogba, is accused by his brother of having put a curse on Kylian Mbappe <laughs> and hiring an actual witch doctor to oh carry no. out some kind of black magic. Excuse that me? That is unfortunate turn of phrase. <laughs> carrying out some kind of... <laughs> black magic. That's... How much of this is going to no, be? What Nathan, Nathan, Nathan didn't mean to use the term. That. You've got to Nathan didn't that. mean to use that term. What he meant oh, to say was okay. he's used some dark arts. Oh, no. <laughs> that can't go in here. <laughs> this is all society's fault, may I just say. Yeah. For, for making African culture seem strange and different. But at the same, by the same token, he did hire an actual witch doctor <laughs> to put a curse on the best player in the French team. And so I'm just kind of paraphrasing. Apparently, Paul Pogma and his um, brother are in a very ugly kind of feud at the moment where there's claims of extortion. Paul Pogba is one of the richest soccer players going. Mm. Um, but he then hit social media and claimed that Pogba had put a curse for God knows what reason on his fellow teammate, um, who happens to be the star striker of the French team. Right. And it did remind me a lot about when Snape mm. <laughs> pulled some similar kind of shit on um, Gryffindor's star player, Harry yes, Potter. Yes. So I think we should keep a very close watch on Kylian Mbappe in the uh, Socceroos France yes. game. If he starts to act strangely... Well then, I mean, if 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 he starts to um mutter under his breath, you can do what Hermione did and um, set him aflame. <laughs> has that has that happened in the book yet? As we've read it, or is yeah, that we've, still we've cast yeah. it. That's the only oh, reason I was that. able to make that reference just now. I felt like that might have happened. God, that really came and went. I don't really remember that at all. Um, so that's really just something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, right. Because God knows we don't stand a chance without some kind of supernatural <laughs> intervention. Um, intervention. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if you are, Dumbledore, do, if you are in Qatar, um, just you know maybe cast some incantations uh, on the French team during the game, make them fall off their broomsticks or something. I, don't, I haven't watched soccer in a while. I can't remember how it goes. Yeah, um, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Um, all right, Andrew, we had a lot of fun Hello. maybe two or three weeks ago. I can't remember what we called it, where you brought us the names of many uh, hilarious British politicians. Um, uh, yes. And it was essentially uh, Peter Petter Who. I'm not sure if we had a name for it. I think we, um, I think we just called it Peter Petter Who. Right, okay. Um, then this one's called... Peter Pettahoo. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> that is spot on, you dirty yank. Um, all right. So, game is very simple of Peter Pettahoo. Yeehaw. Um, <laughs> I've got two names for you. One of them is the name of a US politician. One of them is a name I came up with my own brain juice. And you have to nice. guess which one is which. All right. Are you <laughs> ready to go? Yes. Is it Bombo Stretch or Ryan Fatman? 
<laughs> Ooh, both both sound like names that you might have come up with. Um, Ryan Fatman. Um, I'm gonna say that Bombo Stretch is real. Nathan, I'm going to say Ryan Fatman is real because he's ju- that just is the quintessential image of an American. <laughs> Very good. <is> it not? <laughs> right. yeah. Ryan Fatman is a current sitting member of the Massachusetts House of Representatives. One nil to Nathan. Well done. Oh, damn. So you came up with Bombo Stretch. I bet he, yeah, he's a sedentary member. <laughs> yeah. He's permanently sitting. <laughs> 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 All right. Next up, we've got Frank Schmuck. Or... <laughs> Or oh, Lusty Robinson. <laughs> Ooh. Lusty Robinson. These Lusty are, Robinson. This is definitely the most evocative game of Peter Patter, who, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, ever you had. Yankee yeah. bastard. I, mean, I can picture each and every one. Was it, was it Peter Schmuck? So your options were Frank Schmuck? Frank, Frank Schmuck. Schmuck is so or, funny. Or Lusty Robinson. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna say that. Oh, I'm gonna say Frank Schmuck is made up, and Lusty Robinson is real. I'm gonna go with Brooklyn's own Frank Schmuck. <laughs> He's real. Frank Schmuck is the precinct committeeman Ooh. in Arizona. Damn, Lusty Robinson, you maniac. <laughs> All right. Now, here's a battle of the Titans. <laughs> Brangle McDangle. Or, <laughs> oh, nah. Or, That's or, not real. Or Dick Sweat. <laughs> Dick Sweat. <laughs> Dick Sweat. <laughs> not, not Dick's wet. Dick no. Sweat. Or yeah, Brangle. Dick, Dick's wet would have been normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Not or is it Brangle? Regular Mc- name, Dick's Wet. McDangle. McDangle. Brangle McDangle so has weird. to be you. I agree. It's yes. not possible that Brangle McDangle is a real person. <laughs> Brangle Mc- Sorry, Brangle. <laughs> Brangle. Brangle. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah um, that's, that's not real. Dick Sweat is a former House representative from New Hampshire. Good Lord. Um, so much of this podcast is us absolutely pissing ourselves at funny sounding <laughs> words. Just words that are crazy. funny. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, now we've got <laughs> Kinky Friedman. <laughs> Kinky Friedman. A bit like Lusty Robinson, to yeah. be honest. Oh. Suspicious of Kinky. Oh, fuck. Oh, 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 oh Fuzzy no. Ballbag. <laughs> Shut <laughs> the fuck up, Fuzzy Ballbag. Fuzzy Ballbag. <laughs> nah. I, oh. I'm sorry, I will not accept Fuzzy Ballbag. That's not real. You think Kinky Friedman's real? Um, oh, good point. Like, no, but more real. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going Fossy Ballbag as, <laughs> as you made that up. Kinky Friedman is uh, a current candidate for the Texas Agricult- Agriculture Commissioner. Nice. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> and good luck Just, in your race. Uh, two more. We've got... 
Wankard Pusa. That's <laughs> Wankard Pusa. <laughs> or Wankard. Wankard Pusa or Francis Cumdump. <laughs> there he is. Francis Cumdump. Well, I actually know the answer to this one because um, after the last, after my game, we did have a Potiphar ride in with one of those names to say, next time you play this game, use this one. It's an American politician. So I won't answer yet. Nathan, who do you think it is? I mean, you know, as much as I love to believe in Francis Cumdump, <laughs> <laughs> yes, surely we can. that's made up. Yeah, that yes. was that was the made up one, right? Wankard Pusa is Wankard Wankard Pusa was an American politician in the state of Florida. I don't know what he did there, but he was a Floridian politician. Nice. Um, okay, okay, and the final one is which one of these is real? Sister Boom Boom. Um, sorry. That's. That's sister, sister Boom Boom, <laughs> Boom Boom, sister Boom Boom, or sister Boom Boom, sister Boom Boom, or Rumpus Phalange. <laughs> Rumpus, Rumpus Phalange's smacks of Reed and Lee. So I'm gonna have to go with sister Boom Boom is real. You think I s- believe in Phalange? <laughs> You believe in Phalange? Uh, Sister Boom Boom uh, was on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 1982. I guess mine are a bit easier than... Is that after she left the convent? <laughs> like, yeah, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I don't know who won. Was Fossey Ballbag real? Fuzzy, Fuzzy no, Ballbag. Fossey Ballbag was not real. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Because I don't think I could live in a world where Fossey Ballbag's out there. You know, writing legislation. <laughs> oh, oh dear! All right. Oh, we, thank you, Rita. That was outstanding. No, no worries. Should we do the part of the page and get out of here? Mm. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, the page. Yeah. Oh man, the energy levels are dropping. <clears throat> All right, we're at page one seventy six. Um. What happened in page once they're looking at a book? Oh, they found a book maybe? Oh, they found a, they found a, book, a book with Nicholas Flamel in it. Fuck, sorry. I just realized, apologies to the Potiphars, um, I just instinctively picked up some gum like quite a while ago and I've just been chewing loudly into the mic the entire <laughs> time. I'm so sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> hopefully it wasn't too annoying, but if you did hear just some disgusting chewing noises, that was me. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, that's it. Wash it down with a big suck on the old vape. Andrew's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> in flavor country right now. I'm a professional podcaster now. <laughs> um, okay, so they've they've found this... Uh, they found some book or something. Oh, no, they found Flamel on the back of a, a card. Of a, a, what are you a, on about? They, they found Nicholas Flamel on the back of a, a, a wizard playing card or something. <laughs> they found him on a milk carton. He was a missing <laughs> child 300 <laughs> years ago. And then uh, she has a book about the ancient study of alchemy. And she says 
The ancient study of alchemy is concerned with making the sorcerer's stone a legendary substance with astonishing powers. The stone will transform any metal into pure gold. Oh, is that what it does? I thought it was um, kept you alive forever. It also produces the elixir of life. But (laughs) why would it do both those things? Keep you alive forever and turn metal into gold? Yeah. And why is that even useful in the... Why would that be useful in the magical world? It's stupid because it's like... I mean, I'm the economist, but um, surely that's inflationary. Like, if you're just artificially yeah, turning all well, metal no, into gold, it's, it's sorry, deflationary. deflationary. Mm. And then yeah. suddenly, I mean, yeah, sure, you can make all this gold, but it's now not worth anything. You're like, you suddenly. I mean, Zimbabwe. gold only really, gold only really has value due to its scarcity, right? So if you had a, if you had a, um, which is kind of what happened with in in um, in uh, South Africa with like um, the De Beers Corporation where like they found all these diamond mines and then so then they this would have been I think in the late 1800s maybe maybe early 1900s and um, they realized that like now there was way too many diamonds around and so the value was going to plummet and so they got together all of these different companies um, uh, sorry different miners and things and you know essentially created this cartel where they intentionally kept the supply of diamonds incredibly low so as to keep the value very high so there was actually like enough diamonds for everyone. They just wanted to intentionally keep them low. So as you say, like in this situation, to have a stone, which why would a stone turn anything into gold either? Yeah, but, do, you um, put the, do you put the stone on the metal? Like how does that? Yeah, how, how, would, that, that how does work? that? Would you just rub it all over it? Like <laughs> what? Won't it wreck? Won't you scratch your me- your gold? <laughs> Famously, a soft, very soft um, metal. Yes. So to yes, apply but a stone malleable to- and ductile. <laughs> That's right. Shut the and fuck a very up. good and a very good conductor of electricity. <laughs> yeah. I so hate that you've remembered that. <laughs> Bit of chemistry chat. There have been many reports of the sorcerer's stone over the centuries, but Nicholas Flamel is the only current has the only one or something. Um, he celebrated his 665th birthday last year and enjoys a quiet life in Devon with his life perineum. Perinel. Perinel. Isn't the perineum the bit between the asshole and the ball bag? Or is that something else? Yes, it is. It is. I think I've, you know, I was just saying her name funny. Um okay. And everyone loved it. Anyway, she thought that Hermione's like, the dogs... Oh, my God, I'm so bored. The dog must be guarding the, the stone, the stone that turns the metal into gold. Um, okay, so I've got another question for you, Reading, and I don't know if you're equipped to answer it. But what is the distinction between the magic that can be done just by waving a wand and the magic that requires a prop of some type, like a stone? Like, they seem to be able to do a lot of things by just waving a wand and saying some words. Mm-hmm. Why is there some magic where you need a rock to do stuff? Cause yeah, because like, you... I mean, they can transfigure anything. I mean, they can they can turn humans into completely different animals, which I think is far more impressive than turning a metal into gold, right? Like, it's, it's already yeah. a metal. You're just turning into something, you know, slightly different and more valuable. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah. Harry needed to pay, pay for something... He could simply walk into Woolworths, then transform himself into a coin, (laughs) goes into the cash register, stays there overnight, and then when the store opens at 7.30 the next morning, he strolls out there like good as new. Yeah. 
He could transfigure himself into a fully loaded credit card, for example. (laughs) Insert himself into the machine. And does the gold does gold have any magical value? I don't think it does. I was going to say that, but then it's like I'm pretty sure. um, Doesn't Dumbledore wear a lot of jewelry? He's a bit of a. I'm being serious. I'm pretty sure he does. I did, that wasn't meant to be a gay stereotype. I'm serious. I think he wears... I think he has an earring or something in the front cover of I mean, of that books. doesn't... Uh, maybe, but I don't know if that necessarily makes it valuable or he just is, you know, a bit of yeah, a queer no, fashion the, icon. I think the the rappers in, like, the Harry Potter universe, mm, they right. often reference... Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. they have songs about, like, the Dumbledore drip. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbledore um, drip, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. He's inspired. It's like... Like well, how I all mean, the one of the have like one Ric of the Flair songs, <laughs> just an ostentatious piece of shit. The biggest genre so, in the magical world is Grunning's drill rap, which is very popular. <laughs> drill rap, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grunning's drill rap is very popular. Oh, have we had uh, any other? It's all it's all Harry it's Potter all Dumble puns? rap. They're all they're all Dumble, all the, all rap. the yeah, old, they're Dumble rappers. Yeah, the old it's rappers are like, what is this Dumble rap? You know, like it's all just triplets and stuff. Like that's not used to be better, but Dumble rap and, and Grunning's drill very popular with the children. Ooh wee! That's got to be uh, the end of the page. Oh my god, we've only just started. Um, <laughs> A stone that makes gold and stops you from ever dying. No wonder Snape's after it. Anyone would want it again. Oh, does it say that it stops you from dying? Did I miss that? Did they say that? They say that afterwards, but they lead with the gold stuff. That's less useful. I think it's interesting that Nicholas Flamel has been just living a humble, like, quiet life with his wife, Madame Gooch or whatever, for the past 600 (laughs) years. And he he has a stone... like. Firstly, if you're going to live for that long, you'd want a little more to show for it than, like, you know, the it, yeah, romantic little six cottage. Life what's he achieved? Yeah. Yeah. And it also creates unfathomable wealth. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it doesn't align at all with what appears to be his motivations, is what I'm saying. Well, perhaps he's why rich some sort why of... Why was he the one who dedicated his life to discovering this stone? He didn't use it at all. Also, yeah. what, but what maybe he, he's reached some level of enlightenment that like only 600 years of life can grant you. And he's realized that, you know, getting in that hamster wheel is just not the life that he wants. Like in, in his youth, he felt like he wanted to achieve so much. He wanted to be the CEO of um, um, Muggle, what, what's a what? Hog, Hogwarts, CEO of Hogwarts. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. I was sure, trying to think sure. of a magical company. I don't think there are any. Um, but you know, but then uh, you know, eventually he uh, realized that um, that wasn't the life for him, and that really relationships and um, the pleasure of sort of shared experience and, and and also just quiet. You know, the quiet of of um, you know a, a warm summer's day. That was more <laughs> what he was into, not so much it was the too rat loud race. At Hogwarts. It was too loud. Yeah, exactly. He wanted that solitude and the and the calmness of a. Monastic existence out in the countryside. Perhaps that's what it was. And you know what, guys? (laughs) Not convinced. (laughs) It's, um. I just think it's poor characterization once again. Yeah, yeah, no, you're probably right. Like what you described there, Andrew, sounds more like death to me. Like, Mm, yeah. (laughs) The peace and solitude for eternity. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, very boring. I don't know. All right, and to, towards the end, end of the page, you know, it just sort of winds down. They're talking about the upcoming Quidditch match. Ron saying uh, he's gonna, he's oh still going to play. I oh, know Harry's going to play Quidditch or something against Slytherin. 
Um, and then, but Harry's getting nervous because uh, remember Snape is going to referee or something. Um, and oh, that's right. He yeah. just uh, he kept running into Snape a lot. That's how we end. He, he ra- keeps running into Snape. He sometimes he wonders whether Snape was following him, grooming him perhaps, um, <laughs> and trying to to you know do some sinister acts uh, upon him. And that's how we end page one hundred seventy six. What a belter! Yeah. Can't believe all of that was on the page. That's. It's crazy. Yeah. Action packed. Um, Orders of Phoenix. Well, what did we? Th- oh. Yeah. What did we think of the page? I guess it's very slow. Even by the this was a bad. This is a very boring page. Yeah. I just don't get it. I'm at the point now where I just don't even understand what's happening. I don't know what the why. Why I don't I can't get past the fact that there's a rock that turns things into gold and that's just like its secondary use. It also keeps you alive forever. Like that's just. <laughs> That's baffling to me. So, no, oh. it wasn't good. Are we doing Orders of Phoenix? What it was like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's quickly rate the page. Um, okay. Out of 176, it was Nicholas Fumel's 665th birthday. So, let's give it 6.5. Um, 6.65. We could use Gold's atomic number, which I believe is 79. Yep, that's good too. Although a little bit too high, probably, for how poor a page that was. 7.9. Name of the page. Uh, Harry Potter. How about Harry Potter? We we had fuzzy ball bag, and I feel like ball bag and the perineum. Oh, the perineum. Close friends, so... um, Harry Potter and... The, oy, oy, oy. And we also had the um, Okay, 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 okay Something about that Pendulette's ex- uh, thing Tickling the oh, yeah. fuzzy ball bag or something Pen and teller. Harry Potter and the Pen and old fella Pen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay <laughs> Sure um, Yep um, Harry-, what? Harry Potter and the pen and <laughs> Old fella, Pen's old fella, the fuzzy ball bag, and perineum. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> That's, That's not stupid. it. That's not It's so stupid. No, that um, can't be it. I refuse to fucking rubber stamp that. <laughs> um, but something like that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Is perineum and teller anything? Perineum Pen- and teller. No Perineum and teller <laughs> No it's not No you're right it's not you're How about right. Harry, <laughs> it's not. Harry Potter and the pen and teller are barely newer <laughs> Yeah And Harry the fuzzy ball bag <laughs> Done <laughs> <laughs> The fuzzy ball bag um, Word of the week Dobby, Dobby ate some wasabi Neville, Neville worships the devil I don't care about any one that's Snape. Word of the week, dude. Three, two, one. Come on, <laughs> Good. Um, is that it? No, Dumbledore, Dumbledore, Dumbledore. Oh, Mix those sauces God, together. Make yourself a Big <coughs> Mac. Toast those buns. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's true. 
Um, Dumble don't. Dumble don't patent your magic tricks. That's because good advice. we figured out that completely defeats the purpose <laughs> of having a magic trick to begin with. Yeah, don't um, listen to what we said five minutes before immediately saying that was a bad idea. Don't take that advice. Um, but you guys, we are forgetting our most important feature of the of, of the week, which is, of course, uh, what's it called again? Um, Victor Crumuppins. Victor Crumuppins. Oh, it's, my God. It's uh, and I'd like to nominate Sam Bankman, fried cunt, for um. Uh, Is for, he that crypto guy? Yeah, he's the crypto freak. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that again? He. I oh, just frauded all his investors or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La yeah. la la la. Huh. And he went from being worth like fifty billion dollars to literally worth ze- like zero, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's um so that's pretty good. A crypto freak um but still not ironic enough. He needs No. So yes. we need something ironic. So what could we talk about? I mean, there's that f- he's got that freak girlfriend. Um I don't know if you guys have been following it that Oh, I don't know that. Of course is. not. Oh yeah, she's I think her name's Caroline something. She's a real freak, really freaky. <laughs> Because if you guys not heard about this, he was literally, they were like uh, this, um, what were they describing? as a polycule, I think. Essentially, this group of people in the Bahamas that were just fucking all the time and um, defrauding people. Oh, right. right, right. They're gangsters, Um, but like the biggest freaks you've ever seen. Like just, um, yeah. I have to say I'm enjoying this kind of, um, the end of, uh, I think we spoke about it last time with like, um, what's his name? Elon Musk, but... All of these freaks that we have like lauded and um, you know looked up to for so long, finally getting their comeuppance and being showed for the morons and um, evil doers that they are. So, what would be a good punishment for Sam Bankman Freed? Um, he's crypto. Maybe he, oh, he gets get put in a crypt. Okay, he gets oh, crippled. Yeah, yeah no, your <laughs> one's <laughs> better. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, Nathan. He gets, he, somebody cripples his toe. All of his toes, actually. <laughs> or he gets shot by the crips. And then he gets... Yes, okay. He gets crippled by the crips. They shoot him but in, in the But in the toe. No, in the toe. It has to be in and the toe. And his car gets towed. <laughs> what? As well. Crypto reading. Oh, crypto. Okay. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was so good. Love that segment. Harry Potter, see you later. Harry Potter, see you later. Harry Potter, see you later. Oh.